0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Initiators. Michael Shevsky here, your host. Thanks for showing back up. Today is episode five, and in fact, we're halfway through season one of Initiators podcast. So thank you so much for being here and showing up and going and going through this process. Um, I've enjoyed it. But you know what? We're going to be moving in the this, this second half of the first season, episode five and on. The next two or three weeks are going to be, well, let me just tell you this way. It's going to be very challenging, I think. Um, and I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I don't want to be offensive or direct, but you're going to have to check your ego at the door. For the next two or three weeks, you're going to have to check that ego at the door. Because it's going to be challenging. We're going to take a deep dive into the secret space inside of ourselves. Kind of what's inside us, what drives us, you know, what what helps us make our decisions, all that kind of stuff, and maybe even visit some truths about ourselves that we may have to come face to face with. So there are two opposing forces that drive most, if not all, of our decisions and moral views and perceptions. They are called humility, one, and pride, the other. Today we're speaking about humility, pride. Next week, but by the way, these are the gatekeepers of how our days are run. So whatever gate opens up in the morning, a humble gate or a prideful gate is going to how we're going to live our day. It's going to be how we're going to live our lives and our and our reality and our perceptions of that day. Again, today we're starting with humility because humility is essential to initiator, is essential to service to others. I'm going to clear something up right now about humility. Humility does not mean, does not mean that you are a weak person, does not mean that you are a meek person, it does not mean you are a lowly person. In fact, it takes great strength and courage and discipline to live a life of humility and to be a humble person. C.S. Lewis wrote this, Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. We'll unpack that and more in today's episode. So don't worry. Go ahead, hit the pause, grab yourself a coffee, an adult beverage, whatever, a snack, whatever you want to do, but we're talking about humility today, and we're going to rock it really good, okay? Let's go here on Initiators, Humility. Hi, I'm Michael Shevsky, your host, and you're listening to the Initiators Podcast. An initiator creates change in themselves to create change in the world around them. An initiator is a passionate servant in helping others succeed and grow. An initiator creates paradigms of hope and enlightenment. An initiator is a leader that inspires, engages, and invites all people into the gateways of breakthrough perspectives and worldviews. To be the change you want to see, well, you must initiate it first. Welcome to Initiators. Initiators everybody, here we are. hope you got yourself your refreshment and ready to go. Let's start talking about humility. And again, please, 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 please check the ego at the door. So let's get after this one. Um, I'm an English kind of a geeky guy, so I like to define things. So I'm just going to go ahead and define what humble means. And humble means this, modest without excess of pride. <laughs> that's all it gives us, really. Um, that's why we have to talk about the word humble and being humility. So If you remember back, I got a better definition. Do you remember back when we talked in the very first episode about the two bookends of what an initiator is and have to live between those two bookends? The one was from Zig Ziglar, and the other one was from Paul writing the letter to the Philippians. All right. So I want to talk about that second one from Paul because this really talks about humility and this better definition than Marin Webster can give us. Okay. It's uh, Philippians um, chapter 2, verse 3, and it says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Now, let me just just address the elephant in the room. Nobody's better than anybody. You understand? You are not better than anybody. Somebody else is not better than you. But let me explain what this truly means. The whole notion of that we must consider others better than ourselves. What this means is that we, we need to be treating the needs and, and of others more important than our own, okay? So and we'll, we'll, under, we'll, kind of, we'll kind of form that out in a second here. But by putting the needs uh, of others first, initiators pursue the kind of humility that leads to mutual love and mutual unity. The emphasis is not on self here, but it's on others. And that's what an initiator does. When it's achieved, the over, overall goal of humility is also met. So that's what it is. Don't, don't take it too literally, but at, at the basis of it, it's thinking of others and treating others ahead of ourselves. So humility has to bleed and lead into our our, our our notion of being an initiator and also being a leader. Remember that an initiator and a leader are almost synonymous. So when I say initiator, you can think leader. When I say leader, you can think initiator. But humility has to be the bedrock, the foundation of of any of those words, if you want to say it. So, you know, we end up, uh, initiator and leaders end up living a paradigm of thinking of themselves less, sometimes much less. You know, they just can't help it. That's the way they are. And they think and act on the contribution and success of the growth of others around them. So it's really about how other people are doing. How can we better go and serve others? How can we better go and make people uh, succeed or or give them opportunities to succeed and grow? A humble leader a humble initiator, or again, whatever you want to call it, understands that every human is equally value, valuable and recognizes that they are no better or no less than anyone else, no matter what position you hold or what position they hold. The old example remember you talk about you have to treat the janitor the same as the CEO. Well, why? Because they're equal when it comes to their value. You're like, "Wait a minute. A CEO makes all these big decisions for maybe sometimes thousands of people in a company. I get that. And 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 that makes sense. But the CEO sits in this building, right? and makes the decisions from this building of people who work in this building and, you know, they have to have a functioning building. Are you following where I'm going? The janitor and the maintenance team are responsible for that building, responsible for keeping keeping it up, the, keeping the lights on, keeping it safe, keeping the toilets running, all this stuff so the people who sit in the building that the CEO can lead um, have a building to go to. So again... They're different responsibilities, but they're equal in value. And a leader, and an initiator, sees that. And they actually approach each of those people the same way. You follow me? Uh, A leader, an initiator, slash, you know, whatever, um, are people who understand their own limitations. They have confidence, but they recognize their own weaknesses and are willing to ask for help. If you're not willing to ask for help, we're going to talk about that next week. But you have to understand and know your weakness, and you got to feel you got to backfill that weakness with help. The initiator slash leader, they lead to serve. Remember, we said this a few weeks ago. If service is service is below you, then leadership is beyond you. The first responsibility of a leader or an initiator is to serve. All right, so if you want to be this leader and this initiator, you have to be used as an example. You have to allow yourself to be used as an example. So here's some some ideas about how to use yourself or how to provide yourself as an example for others when it comes to humility, all right? Here's one. Although you may accomplish something big, humility remembers those who helped you get there. Or helped you accomplish it. In other words, you'll bring, you'll you'll say, hey, if it wasn't for so and so, I wouldn't have been able to do this. That's what humility does. It says, I didn't do it alone. I had the help. Again, uh, you know, bringing, bringing the people back into the fold that truly that truly helped you is 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 a humble action. Again, if you don't, we'll talk about that <laughs> next week. Um, another thing is it allows us to not take ourselves too serious. Right? We have to laugh at ourselves. We have to give ourselves a little bit of flexibility, we give ourselves a little bit of grace, because we are, uh, yeah, we're fallible. Believe it or not, and we do make mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes are funny. So what's wrong with not? What's wrong with laughing about those mistakes? Right? Have humor. That's 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 humility. Is 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 is, is uh, having that sense of humor about yourself. Here's another example of of being a model of humility would be is to forgive others that make mistakes, or forgive others that maybe have wronged us. Because guess what? Okay, you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've wronged people. You've wronged people. So why in the world would we not forgive somebody for the same things that we've done? Humility says we must do that, okay? There's no other way we can move forward with our relationships and with helping if we're holding um, anger and, and, and resentment, Okay. And here's another one. You can have a very strong self-esteem about yourself and confident in your skills and confident in your gifts, but you don't make a big deal of it. You don't make a big deal of it to others. In fact, most people, the prideful people that we're going to, again, talk about next week with low self-esteem seem to do that in a very, very loud, voluminous way to make themselves look and feel better. All right? So be careful, though, and keep your eyes out for this. Those who say and brag that they're humble, listen to me, maybe have too much pride in being humble to actually be humble, all right? Maybe they're trying to show themselves as a certain certain persona of this humble person, but if somebody says, I'm humble, and they repeat that a lot, just be careful, and be careful with yourself too, because if you have to say something, maybe you're not. You follow me? Humility creates two major and necessary ingredients of an initiator that are absolutely needs, right? The two things are gratitude and compassion. Those two flow from humility, flows from being humble. So we got to tackle each one of those, but let's talk about the first one: gratitude. Because if we can't be grat if we can't have gratitude, We can't show compassion. And I'll explain what that means here in a second. But here here we go. Gratitude um, is this emotion of expressing appreciation for what you have as opposed to what you want. So you're just thankful and you have this great sense of gratitude for what you already have over what what you want. And it tends to be an emotional response of reflection of an occurrence or, or a series of occurrences that makes a difference in your life. You know, you're going to respond to maybe, you know, you, you, you show gratitude to, to God or your higher power or your parent, your friend, your mentor, your coach. That gratitude is deep because they have influenced you some way to make you better and to put you where you're at today. Gratitude happens at a much deeper level than thankfulness. It has feelings attached to it, and it grows over time, but it's much deeper. You can be thankful for somebody holding the door. You're not going to be, oh, thank you. I'm so gra- I have so much gratitude for that person holding the door. No, you're thankful for that. But gratitude is just something that, you know, it, it's so deep, and it's and, and it's so heavy on you that nothing can penetrate it. Your words can also show gratitude, but with gratitude it isn't expected response because gratitude is isn't an action it's just a flow of energy it's a it's a it's a it's a feeling that people receive from you so for example, um, you may pay it forward, quote unquote, remember the pay it forward thing that people have been doing for a long time, and it's a wonderful thing, but you may pay it forward at the food drive through line, at a, at a fast food or whatever, because you have gratitude and you felt grateful for the raise you just received at work. So that's Gratitude. Okay? Or, or you may make a meal for a neighbor who had some struggles in her life lately, using the money, using the things that, that, that have been given to you to give to somebody else. Because you're so grateful, you have the gratitude, you're not caring about yourself, and um, you, know, you want to you do these nice things for people because you're thankful, or I'm sorry, you're, you have this gratitude about yourself. Uh, the more you integrate gratitude and great fullness in your life, the easier things will be as being an initiator. Because gratitude gives us this sense of fulfillment so we can see and concentrate in the world around us. And a sense of gratitude pulls back the curtain for us to see this initiator reality. And then it allows for compassion. One warning, though, about compassion. Compassion and empathy are not the same. Empathy tends to join the suffering of others who suffer, but stops short of actually helping. So, and then compassion takes it to the next step. It kind of pulls some of the emotion away, and it, but it asks ourselves, how can we help? This is why is it important. it is so important to have compassion to complete our mission or to move out on our mission because it is an action um, part of the humility of an initiator. Compassion can be thought of as sympathetic pity or concern and or concern, I should say, for the sufferings of another in their physical world or their mental state. There's four components of compassion we just want to kind of bring to the surface. First one is bringing attention to or awareness to recognize that there is suffering. That's part of compassion. Having that ability to do that. The second thing is feeling emotionally moved by that suffering. So you're you're getting involved. Now you're starting to you starting to feel it in your emotions. The third thing about compassion is wishing their wishing that there would be relief from that suffering. Now, now you're moving to the point of, but I wish something could happen, I wish we can fix something like this. And then the fourth step of compassion, which is the action step of the compassion, you put yourself in a readiness to take action to relieve that suffering. So, compassion is when you relate to someone's situation, and you want to help them. You see someone in trouble, and you feel like you need to help. Remember when we talked about the mission, back in the mission episode. One of the things about a mission was what breaks your heart? Well, this is, the, this is that. This is the compassion of what breaks your heart. Humility opens that door to compassion. It allows you to help you see your, your mission more clearly. But let me just bring it back up to the top here. I mean, we, we talked about gratitude. You've got to be, you've got to have this gratitude inside of you. You have to be grateful for what you have and not wanting something, and because wanting something and, and, and being covetous when looking, at, I wish, I wish, I wish I had this, I wish I had this, will blind you from compassion. But if you're grateful, it makes things a lot more clear. The door is open, the, the curtains are pulled back, you can start to see what's going on around you, the suffering, um, uh, physical, mental, and what you know, whatever else that drives that compassion to actually make you Put that into your mission and move forward. Humility at the end of the day will also create some character strengths that are essential. Modesty, being empathetic, acknowledging and respecting others at a deeper level, accurately understanding and owning your own limitations. These are all character traits. These are all going to be something that's going to grow with you as you continue into this world of humility. All of this allows you to help others succeed. Allows you to, to deliver your mission for their success and growth. And it's never about your glory. Okay, let's wrap this one up. And first of all, thank you for being here and hanging in there, okay? So I hope getting a little bit deeper into humility is starts to uncover some of the things that are important about humility. Next week, we're going to bring pride into the fold. And we're going to see how these two battle it out for, quite frankly, for our souls. Remember, they're gatekeepers that open up the gates each day for us. To see, to to learn what we're going to see, right? So, um, very important. But we're going to get deeper into both of these. I just needed to hit the surface on this. Um, because they're going to be carrying forward with us as we move into season two and season three and beyond, as we start to do more of the practical applications of being an initiator, kind of the, the, you know, the, the approaches and directives and the the deliverables that we'll bring as an initiator. So, and and we're going to learn how these two fight each other all the time as we, as we walk through that, but got humility right now, be humble Go back and listen to it again. Check yourself. I mean, go through the same process with yourself. Just make sure that you're understanding what this world of humility is. And, and maybe if there's something that you need to change or maybe, maybe be aware of, well, this is what this podcast is for, okay? It's up to you to make that change and initiate it. But I'm hoping that I can bring, bring some clarity to what, in, what humility is. So for right now, let's take a deep breath. We're going to shut this thing down for the day. We're going to come back next week and bring up pride. But thanks again for being humble, checking your ego at the door, and being here on Initiators with Michael Shefsky. Thanks again for showing up. Talk to you next week. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much again for listening to the Initiator Podcast. I hope you can take something away from today's time and try it on, apply it to your life and to the lives of those around you. Hey, if you haven't yet, please follow the Initiator Podcast, and while you're there, please leave a rating or even write a review. I'd appreciate any of it. Finally, I have one question for you. I have one ask of you. If you know five people where the Initiator Podcast would truly benefit, please forward this to five people. They could be a combination of your family, your friends, your business associates. It doesn't matter. Just five people. Forward it to them. They would appreciate it, and I, of course, will appreciate it. Finally, if you need to get a hold of me, go over to my website. I've Put the link in the show notes. So just click that link. Takes you over to my website. There's contact information there if you need to get a hold of me for anything at any time. Again, thank you for joining Initiators today and let's be the initiators of change together. Talk with you next week here on Initiators.